Good afternoon and happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to episode 27 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your host, Gabe, and thank you for listening. In this episode, it's Football Tuesday, so it's all things NFL. You will hear my takes on last night's Monday night football game between the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. You'll get my final takes on week nine in the NFL, and I will close with Thursday night football. So without further ado, let's get started. Moment intake starts with last night's Monday Night Football game between the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Now, when you're looking at this matchup, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a terrible game. I mean, you got the Jets, who haven't even won a game yet. You got the Pats at 2-5. and five, So you're thinking, this is going to be an awful game. But it turned out to actually be a good game. I mean, this was the Jets' best chance to finally get their first victory of the 2020 NFL season. They had a 10-point lead throughout most of the game. But the Pats stormed back and cut the lead to 7 in the fourth quarter. Then Joe Flacco threw a costly interception, which allowed the Patriots to tie the game before ultimately winning the game on a game-winning field goal, 30-27. Now, when you look at this game, it looks like you were going back to the future with Joe Flacco and Cam Newton. I mean, Flacco had a pretty good game. 262 yards, three touchdowns, and that one costly interception. Cam Newton had 274 yards passing, and he was efficient passing the ball. And it looks like he got himself a new weapon in Jacoby Myers, who in the place of Julian Edelman had 169 yards receiving. While this is a good win for the Patriots, that's all this is. Just a good win. I don't see this kickstarting their season. I don't see them beating the Dolphins or the Bills to win the division again for the for, again for the 20th season. They're just not talented enough. They don't have enough good players. I mean, they beat a Jets team that's just worse than they are. So, you can they can enjoy this win, but that's all, it, not, but nothing else. As for the Jets, it's got to be hard being a Jets fan right now. I mean, this team is just a total dumpster fire. And one has to be asking themselves... Why is Adam Gase not on the unemployment line with Dan Quinn and Bill O'Brien? Last week, I heard the owner said that Sam Donald and Adam Gates were a solution. How so? What evidence have they shown on the field to show that Adam Gates is the solution? I mean, that's got to be a head-scratcher for you Jet fans. The solution? He's definitely the problem. No doubt. I mean, I'm I'm Trevor Lawrence. I'm looking at this thing like, oh no, I may have to, you know, either stay at Clemson or maybe I might need to pull a John Elway. When John Elway 
you know, he was he wasn't drafted by the Broncos at first. If anybody remembers back in 82, he was drafted by the Browns and he didn't want to go there. And he went and played baseball. Now, I don't know if that's I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a baseball player, but or he can do an Eli and put up a, and put up a stink and eventually get yourself traded to another team. Either way, all I have to say is right now, the way the Jets are looking, I don't think you're going to get any free agents going there in the, in the not-so-distant future. So stay strong, Jet fans. Stay strong. Before I get into my final takes, I want to touch on this briefly. It's been reported that four... Steelers players, including Ben Roethlisberger, was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list due to close contacts with tight end Vance McDonald, who tested positive for COVID-19 a couple of days ago. Now, Roethlisberger and the other players can still play against the Bengals this Sunday, but they'll be getting tested all week and they have to pass every test from now till Sunday in order to be eligible to play. So all I can say for Roethlisberger and the other players is let's hope they were not infected. As for Vance McDonald, hope for a speedy recovery for you. Now, to the football side of it, if Ben Roethlisberger is not playing this Sunday... This could actually jeopardize the Steelers' undefeated record. I mean, can you honest can Steelers fans honestly say Mason Rudolph can be trusted? I mean, the Bengals, even though they have a losing record, they haven't been getting blown out. They've been in every game. Is it? Is, and it's possible they could actually have a winning record right now. So Joe Burrow is going to keep them competitive. Even if Ben plays this Sunday, I expect them to be competitive with the Steelers. Of course, they won't win, but they will be competitive. Now I'm going to go into my final takes from Week 9 in the NFL. First, I'm going to start off with the NFL's in good hands at the quarterback position. Now, if anybody didn't see that matchup between the Dolphins and the Cardinals, you see the you saw a quarterback clinic between Kyler Murray and Tua Tagovailoa. What you saw was that for the next decade or two, we're going to have some excellent quarterback play. We're going to have some great quarterback battles. And we're going to have a lot of marquee matchups. I mean, of course, it starts with Patrick Mahomes, which who is right now probably the best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, you add Kyler Murray and Tua to that, along with Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and of course, in 2021, add Trevor Lawrence to that mix. So the NFL is in great hands. I mean, I heard Greeny on ESPN 
when talking about Kyler Murray and Tua in that matchup with the Cardinals and the Dolphins saying, sign me up. This looks like a future Super Bowl matchup. And I actually sort of agree with him. We could be we could be seeing a combination of the quarterbacks that I name in future Super Bowls. So all I can say is stay tuned. It's actually going to be exciting to be an NFL fan. Now my second final take is that Pastor Holmes has overtake Russell Wilson as MVP of the league. Yeah, I know I've been saying Russell Wilson throughout most of the season because he's been putting on a clinic. Patrick Mahomes, I think, has now overtaken him. Patrick Mahomes has 25 touchdowns and one pick, 2,657 yards, while Russell Wilson has 28 touchdowns and eight picks, 2,541 yards. But if you look at these two men, here's what I see. I mean, when Russell, when the Seahawks lose, Russell Wilson throws at least two or more interceptions. And that loss against the Cardinals, he had three. This past loss against Buffalo, he had two. Even in Patrick Holmes' bad game against the Raiders, I don't think he had an interception. So, even though the Chiefs Even though they, um, I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes is not throwing interceptions. And right now, they're looking like the team to beat. Even though I believe the Steelers are the only threat to the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. As for the Seahawks, they got a lot more competition. They got, of course, Arizona. They got Green Bay. They got the Saints. Maybe even Tampa Bay at that. So the road is going to be a lot tougher for the Seahawks to get to the Super Bowl. But in any sense, Pastor Mahomes right now is the MVP of the league. Now lead me into my third final take is... I believe Kyler Murray could turn out to be a sleeper for MVP. I mean, let's take let's take a look. You take Kyler Murray off of this team, and Arizona is nothing. I mean, this guy is leading his team in rushing and passing, which I said yesterday is not a good sign. Actually, this is going to get him hurt a lot. I mean, so far, he's been able to avoid the injury bug, and that's good. But at the rate that it's going, eventually it's going to happen. But right now, Kyler Murray is playing out of his mind in year two. I mean, like Russell Wilson, he can win any game. And as a Niners fan who has to deal with these two guys every year, twice a year, it's tough. But I, th- I believe right now, if you had to pick a sleep a sleeper for MVP, mine is Kyler Murray. 
Now for my fourth final take, welcome back, Alex Smith. Alex Smith came into the game for Washington this past Sunday after Kyle Allen suffered a gruesome ankle injury, and now he's going to be out for the season. Alex Smith, in his return, had 325 yards, one touchdown, but had three picks. Now, of course, this was his first game back, but anybody that knows Alex Smith knows that this guy is a good game manager. He doesn't turn over the football. So, don't expect him to have many three-interception games. Now, while Washington doesn't have much talent around him, he is going to keep them competitive. So, all I can say for Alex Smith is good luck the rest of the season. And welcome back. And my final take starts with the Dolphins. Coach Brian Flores is my pick for Coach of the Year. I mean, what this man has done in nearly two seasons is quite amazing. Year one, while everybody was wanting the Dolphins to tank for Tua, he basically said, no way. I'm going to put a product out there for the fans to enjoy. I'm going to we're going to go out and play some good football. While they didn't have a winning record, they were competitive. They even knocked the Patriots out of the AFC East title last season, causing the Patriots to play on wild card Saturday, and they got eliminated. Now we got year two, They have a winning record and have the possibility to make the playoffs if things keep trending upward. He made a bold decision a couple of weeks ago. For Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing good ball, but he decided it's time for the Tua era to begin in Miami. When he decided to go with Tua Tangabaloa as the quarterback. Now you would think, why would he do something like that? I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing good ball. Probably some of the best ball he's played in a long time. And so far in two games, this decision looks really good. Now, of course, if Miami starts to fall then we're going to have to reevaluate that decision. But right now, if the Dolphins get into the playoffs and or win the AFC East, then Brian Flores is coach of the year in my book. Now I'm going to close this episode with Thursday Night Football between the Titans and the Colts. These two teams are going to be battling for the AFC South title. And whoever wins this game will at least have a game up. 
These two teams will be meeting for the first for meeting two times in two weeks. And I believe the winner of both games are most likely going to win the AFC South. Now, if these two teams split, it's going to be a battle in the rest of the division. Right now, the Titans have a winning record in the division, while the Colts have a losing record in the division. So for the Colts, they need to win both of these games in two weeks. Now, anybody that's been listening to my to my previous podcast episodes know that I've been critical of the Titans because of their defense. Their defense gives up a lot of yards and a lot of points. And Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry has been covering for them. Up until last week, they haven't been able to do so. So I believe Phillip Rivers has a will have a, a, a big game this Thursday. I mean, he's going to have T.Y. Hilton coming back. So that's going to help in the passing game. And I believe the Colts defense is for real. I mean, they held the Ravens to 110 yards rushing. And the Ravens usually average almost 300 yards rushing. And maybe... This will be the game that the Forrest Buckner shows what he's made of. As I say, I'm still wishing that guy would be back with my 49ers. But anyway, I digress. But I believe that the Colts defense is going to slow down Derrick Henry and make Tannehill try to beat them and will force him into some mistakes. And I believe Phillip Rivers will have one of his best games of the year. It will be close. But I'm predicting Colts 24-21. Now this will conclude episode 27 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your host Gabe and thank you again for listening and downloading. You can find this podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. And you can follow me on Twitter at ggsports13. I'd like to thank you again for listening and downloading. Have a great Tuesday. Have a great rest of the week. And we will talk again on Friday. Bye-bye.